Welcome back to yet another episode of Let's Talk About It. Today we're going to be talking about Game 2 of the World Series, which went amazing. And we're also going to be looking at the facts about what's going on with the presidential debate, the final presidential debate of this election year. It's going to be quite interesting, like I had mentioned yesterday, or may have not mentioned yesterday, the microphones are going to be muted during certain points of the debate. So we're going to look into how that's going to work. We're going to be looking into a bunch of other things. And it's all going to be based on facts. There will be no opinions given because we deal with straight facts. So why don't we talk about it? Let's just start off this breakdown with the Rays offense. Right now, let's just start off with the offense and build to greater things. There were two homers last night. The Rays now have 28 this postseason. That's the most by a team in a single postseason. They surpassed the Astros from 2017 and the 2002 Giants, both of whom had hit 27. Also worth noting that there was an additional multi-game round this year, but the Rays have played fewer games than either of those teams did to this point, so with them playing fewer games and still surpassing those records is absolutely amazing. Congratulations to the Rays. The Rays had recorded eight hits or fewer in ten straight postseason games entering last night's game. Struck out at least nine times in ten consecutive games. This game, last night, the Rays had ten base hits. Ten base hits. And struck out seven times. I'd say they're doing a little bit better. Now, let's go on to the Rays pitcher. Their starting pitcher, Blake Snell, who did absolutely amazing for the time that he was in pitching. He did such a good job. He was off to such a great start. But as the game started going on, he did start getting tired, which is completely okay. He joined Sandy Kofal from 1963 as one of the only pitchers in the World History Series to record eight strikeouts through four no-hit innings to begin a game. That's amazing. Snell ended up walking Enrique Hernandez, gave up a two-round homer to Chris Taylor in the fifth, and was one out shy of taking a no-hit bid through five innings for the second time this postseason. The second time this postseason this year. He did it once before in Game 1 of the Wild Card Series against the Blue Jays. He completed five frames before giving up his first hit to lead off the sixth. Now, Blake Snell, you did absolutely amazing. Watching him pitch was such a wonder. It was so great. It was absolutely amazing. Now now the Dodgers did do pretty pretty great as well I'm sure that Corey Seager is pretty happy with himself Seager had just completely 
outdone himself. He ended up hitting a single home run. And that got the Dodgers up to a 6-4 instead of 6-3 loss, which I'm very proud of him for that. Good job. Seager's seven home runs that he has hit this postseason is breaking a tie with Carlos Carrera for the most hit by a shortstop in a single postseason. So, congratulations. He's working his way up to the Dodgers postseason homer leaderboard. Two, he now has ten which is tied with Steve Garvey and his current teammate Justin Turner for second most behind only Duke Snyder, who had 11. All seven of Seager's postseason home runs this year have come from Globe Life Field, giving him the most homers there in the short history of the park, including postseason. He did it in 12 games while the Rangers' home run leader in the regular season, Odor hit six homers in 21 games there. That is crazy. That is crazy. Now, tonight is game... Nope. Tomorrow night is game three. Now that I'm paying attention to what I'm doing. Tonight is game three. The series is tied 1-1 because the Rays did absolutely amazing last night. I'm so proud of them. They did so great. I know that things were looking a little shady yesterday. Not yesterday. Tuesday. For the Rays, I know things were looking a little shady, but I feel like the only reason why it was looking shady for them was because Clayton Kershaw was actually pitching how Clayton Kershaw pitches in the regular season, because normally in the postseason, he tends to not pitch as well. So, we shall see how that works out for them. As I'm looking at it right now, Game 5... Clayton Kershaw, man, he is set to be the starting pitcher for Game 5, so we will see how that goes. Now, Friday's Game 3 is going to be at 8.08 p.m. The Dodgers have Bueller set as starting pitcher, and the Rays have Morton set as their starting pitcher, and I cannot wait to see who is going to win game three with the series tied 1-1. I really am hoping it's the Rays, given the fact that their offense really stepped it up the other day. Their defense was doing really great. And they all around, you could just tell like the energy that they had was just absolutely amazing, and you could tell that they wanted to win last night. So that is absolutely great. Getting into tonight's debates, there have been so many 
discussions and debates about whether or not it is okay for them to be muting the candidates' mics. Now, here's the thing. Somebody is going to be muting their mics when they are done talking after their two-minute limit has been met, which honestly seems like the right thing to do. But there's still that possibility that even if mics are muted, that you could still hear voices carry throughout the room and the other mic will pick it up. There's still that possibility. Now, the other thing that is being highly talked about is the Joe Biden or the Hunter Biden laptop story that the New York Post had been reporting on. Now, this all is very, very dramatic and confusing, especially if you really don't pay attention or you honestly really don't care. Here's what we know. What was allegedly on the laptop. Now, the Post had sent and published 20 days before the election. It said that it included a trove of Hunter Biden's emails and photos, some of which were published. Some of them were published. The Post story trumpeted a smoking gun email that allegedly showed Hunter Biden had arranged for a meeting in 2015 between his father and an an advisor to the board of Burisma, which is a Ukrainian energy company. And Hunter Biden has had been a member of the board to a Ukrainian energy company. Now, the photo of the alleged email published by the Post shows it was written by the Burisma advisor and reads in part, Thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. The Post presents this line as evidence that Joe Biden did, in fact, meet with the Burisma advisor, which contradicts Biden's assertions that he never discussed his son's foreign business interests with him. Yes, that would very much so contradict his so very, very strongly and boldly stated, I have not discussed my son's foreign business interests. Now, if this is all true, then Biden is caught in a huge, major deal. But a spokesman for the Biden campaign said a review of Biden's schedule for the period in question showed no such meeting. No such meeting. And several of Biden's top advisors who worked closely with him on Ukraine policy have publicly said they've never heard of him. Now, they have not ruled out the possibility that Biden and this person, advisor, have not met briefly outside, like during some other event, but a formal meeting, according to these very, very top advisors who work closely with Biden, said that there was no formal meeting. Republicans and the president's allies allege Biden pushed in 2016 for the ouster of Ukrainian prosecutor to shield Burisma 
and by implication, Hunter Biden from an anti-corruption investigation. See, here's the problem. Biden, it looks like he's covering something up. It looks like he's covering something up. We will dig more into this. This is just some of the stuff that is going on. Um, Another thing that is concerning the presidential debates is potential foreign interference. The U.S. intelligence community has warned for months that Russia is actively working to quote-unquote denigrate Biden by amplifying allegations of corruption. Experts have issued dire warnings that Russia could orchestrate a hack-and-dump operation similar to its efforts to steal and release stolen Democratic emails in the run-up to the 2016 election. There's a lot of stuff to be talked about, to be looking and reading into before elections and definitely before the debates tonight, if that interests you now. A bunch of different people are saying a bunch of different things. Believe what you want. Trust your gut. Everything will be fine. But, yeah. This is gonna be re- this is gonna be one of these weird days where I'm not gonna know whether or not I want to watch the World Series or watch the presidential debate. They really should have actually no, never mind. I keep forgetting. Game three is on Friday, but I really don't have the energy to watch these two wackos go at it at each other and have a huge comedic event like it was last month. Last month was very funny. It was a huge comedy show, and it was just terrible. It was the worst debate I have ever seen. The vice presidential debate was more of a debate than the presidents were, and I, it's just sad. that i have for you wonderful people if you enjoyed today's podcast please share it with others share it with friends and enjoy the rest of your lovely thursday afternoon tomorrow 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 we will Tomorrow we will go into prepping for game three, my thoughts on what I think will happen for game three, given the fact that there is no game three tonight because there is a presidential debate. And then make sure that you tune in on Sunday for our Sunday special where we go over this but we will be going over how covid is going to be affecting halloween not only in the united states but across the world because covid sucks as we all know covid sucks literally it is destroying lives it is destroying everything so that's it that's all i have for you peace